Salutations! And welcome to the 26th episode. Technically 26th. 26th episode of the In The House podcast. I am your host, Evan Floyd. I'm giddy to be recording this as a post-show podcast right after Lou City's 3 to nothing victory over the Charlotte Independence. Uh, feeling good, feeling happy, ready yeah. to ready to record this, to get into it, dive deep. Feeling the hack. But uh, you got to have somebody to talk to, otherwise I'd just be standing alone in a room saying, wow, they look really good. Awkward. And uh, nobody likes that. So uh, it's time for me to welcome in my co-host, my partner in crime. He's coming to you live tonight from a Home Depot in <laughs> Bordeaux, France. <laughs> There's only one Home Depot there. Literally, I found the only <laughs> Home Depot in the entirety of the Bordeaux region of France. It's Andy Frederick. Andy, yeah. welcome, buddy. The only one. Um, um, yeah. It's not impressive. You're you going to be doing any uh, home remodeling? Any, no, uh, any I should repairs? not have come this far. <laughs> I just needed some nails. <laughs> okay. And it seems like quite the trip. Ended up here. But they've got those lovely ones in Bordeaux. That's true. <laughs> as well as, you know, I've heard wine. Some. Yeah. That little they've bit. got a little bit of that there. All right. Well, it's not really my drink of choice. It's not my favorite beverage. I know that yeah. it's, you know, your life. So that's I a mean, little, little different. I'm more of a purple stuff guy myself. There's a lot of purple wine. That's true. Bring me one of those. Okay. All right. So, tonight we have got zero guests. No guests. It's Andy and I riding solo. We watched the game at uh, Chateau de Floyd, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was great to watch. Had a blast. Uh, But we got to know whether or not we're going to talk about our game reviews Mm -hmm. or our game previews. In order to do that, we got to flip a coin for the annual coin toss. Annual. For the weekly coin toss. (laughs) Andy, go right ahead, man. Let's see what we got. We're going to start with game reviews. Game reviews. And I use the plural because there have been two games since we last spoke. Mm -hmm. Not you and I, but uh, us and the pod. Yeah. Two games. All right. So the two games that uh, we have to review first are the home match, the 0-0 tie. Zero zero tie. I'm fine is, with it. It's it's fine against Charleston. No, I'm yeah. sorry. No, against um. Jeez, we're failing. <laughs> against Nashville. Against Nashville SC is zero zero tie. The reason we couldn't remember who we were talking about is because, because they, it was such an unimpressive game. It was un, <laughs> it was unmemorable. Uh, had the largest crowd of the season, so that was nice. Almost ten thousand, like ninety six hundred, something like that. So a really good crowd. There was mm-hmm. a great vibe, a great atmosphere for Coach Hackworth's yeah. first game at the helm. But uh, we were pretty banged up. Uh, there was a lot of talk afterwards about the fact that we only used one substitute for the yeah. game. And that one substitute is Sean Francis, who really is sort of a, a wing back, mm-hmm. uh, not an offensive force. No. Like he can be useful on set pieces, but he's not going to lead you to goals no. on the attack. And uh, so zero zero tie, and you don't really have any offensive replacements. Uh, Luke got the start, which was surprising to yeah. many because he's just coming back from injury. But it was really a, 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 of necessity. Yeah, we didn't have the bodies to throw at it. With uh, it seemed, it sounds like the only players who were really available were Hubbard, the goalkeeper, Dobro, the goalkeeper, uh, <laughs> Pat McMahon, Pat McMahon, who is a fullback, and uh, and. Sean Francis. Throw Hubbard and Dobro in as midfielders and just see what happens. You know, I'm sure they'd do better than, say, if you and I were thrown in as midfielders, yeah. but uh, not, not still not ideal. And so uh, you don't have anybody to throw in to make, make a big offensive difference, and the team, the offense never really got going anyway. Uh, I, I hate saying this because of how well Ilya has played, uh, but our offense never seems in, in this role. In the, yeah, uh, our offense never seems quite right when it's Cameron and Luke on the field at the same time. I think the two of them mm-hmm. want to occupy too much of the same space. I think that the two of them are frequently 
climbing over each other. You try to play Cameron in that uh, role a little farther back and let him be the creative player. But I'm sorry, Cameron is a goal scorer, and he's not particularly inventive for other people. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the offense was a little lacking. Uh, It seemed like the team – my my impression is that Coach Hack – who has made public comments to the effect of, why doesn't the team just possess the ball sometimes? And uh, uh, Which has been, yeah, it's been said by multiple people. And he also said that the defense needed to be tightened <laughs> up. And from a four goal, we gave up four goals in the lo- in the win against New York. Yeah, I mean, great to get a win, but four but goals four is goals a is lot to give yeah. up. And uh, it seemed to me like Nashville came out and said, we're happy to take a tie. We're on the road against one of the best teams in the USL. We'll take yeah. a tie and be happy. We need a point, and not everybody gets points at Lou City, so we'll yeah. make up ground. And our guys, it just didn't seem like we ever were really able to break down their defense. No, it seemed like it was just really um, not disorganized. There was just never quite, like, gelled. Well, like it, it was never like a... This is going to work. And I think that some of that falls on what I was talking about with that Cameron and Luke are not an ideal partnership together. No. Which is unfortunate because their skill sets are different, but they, for whatever reason, don't ever seem at their most threatening Mm -hmm. without a real playmaker in the middle of the field for them. And with no Ilya and no Ownby and... it's not really Niles' strong suit, and it's not really George's strong suit. You gotta have somebody who can create, and we really didn't in that game. Uh, and so there was a lot of crossing into the middle and hoping that the ball fell to somebody. And Nashville's big, so that's hard to do. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, a zero-zero tie. It was better than not getting points. And I think that the fact that, and I can say this with certainty now, we've gotten two clean sheets in a row. Yeah. That's positive indications about what the defense is capable of under Coach Hack. That first game, you can't make any judgments about that. I mean, about Hack from it. No, Lord, no. Because one game, he'd been with the guys for like four days, and he had a depleted roster. I have no objections to the concept that uh, we didn't get a goal, we didn't get a win, but we also didn't give up a goal. Didn't give up anything, yeah. Uh, Nashville didn't look particularly scary, but that's because they were just hoping something was going to find giant-ass Tucker Hume. Or that uh, when they brought on Meloto and uh, Mensa late, that maybe they could create something for them. But even their speed didn't really seem to give us too much trouble. Mm -hmm. The back line didn't have their best game, frankly. There were some sloppy giveaways and a couple of missed tackles. But all told, you know, they recovered for each other nicely. I thought Paolo played very deep in that game. I thought he played right in front of the back line. And uh, that really helped shore things up a little bit, but maybe uh, slowed down our chances at moving forward without Paolo being farther up the pitch. 0-0 zero, zero tie. I'm kind not mad. An, I'm not mad at him. Yeah, kind of an unremarkable. And – uh, with hindsight being twenty twenty, I feel even better about it now that we're coming off of literally about 12 yeah. minutes ago, the game ended between Louisville City FC, our boys, with a 3 to nothing victory over Charlotte Independence. It was a good-looking win. Too. Man, they, I, I, li- win. I liked so much about this game. A, the scoreline, 3 nothing. you always feel good. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a strong that's a strong performance. A good win with another clean sheet. Yes, another clean sheet. Uh, we got to see the debut of James Sands. Yeah. Played a full 90. Played well, I feel like. For a guy who's been with the team for like eight days, I loved how he played in this game. For 18 a, years old. 18-year-old <laughs> having to learn a whole new system, a whole He's, new team, a whole new group of guys. And what, he he just turned 18 like a month ago. Yeah, very young. Uh, and I thought he played really well. I mean, there was stuff that I'd like to see cleaned up, but I think a little bit of playing time under his legs, you might be able to see a little better performance. And also, he's playing in a role that Lou City has never really had, yeah. which is a central holding midfielder, which isn't something we do. We, we, we almost invariably play with Paolo and Speedy in the middle of the field, and both of them do a little holding and a little mm-hmm. attacking. They both prefer to do attacking, 
And you can see that in this game where in the first half, I thought Speedy got forward a lot yes. and was very dangerous in the attack, uh, was helping to be creative mm-hmm. on up front, where, again, you're missing Ilya and Ownby, mm-hmm. and uh, it was nice to have him be able to play a little farther forward, try to mm-hmm. slot some through balls, open things up on the wings for both Oscar and Kyle. So do you like what we saw tonight better? Do you like having that position there better than what we've been doing? Do you think it's more effective? I mean, that's all personal preference. I mean, there I'm are... asking you I know, and I'm saying. There are some amazing, <laughs> amazing coaches who prefer one system over the other. And I'm not. I, I'm not qualified to give a real answer. I'll say I like, I like, I like attacking. Yeah. I mean, in the end, the goal... The goal. <laughs> the object is to score more than your opponent, and right. there are different schools of thought on how to do that. Do you want to try to score more than they do? Do you mm-hmm. want to try to allow none mm-hmm. or uh, some combination of both? And Coach O'Connor was pretty much always, uh, we're going to try to outscore these guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks to me from the beginning like Coach Hack may be a little bit more conservative in that respect. Mm-hmm. A, because he signed what appear to be two defensive midfielders in his first week yeah. and a half. But also, I think that it's what he said. He wanted to tighten up the defense. Obviously, we scored three tonight. It's not like we can't score with this system. Right. And they'll have to learn it. Uh, but you're playing four men at the back. And really, for chunks of this game, especially after the substitutes mm-hmm. came on, we were playing four men in the middle, too. Yeah. With, like, Paolo and Luke up front as, like, a 4-4-1-1. It was an extremely different look. All of his substitutes tonight were defensive-oriented yeah. substitutes. Uh, the only thing that wasn't was a like-for-like like of Cameron for Luke. I mean, for Luke for Cameron. Cameron. We'll get to Cameron here in a second. Woo. But uh, when you bring on Luke in place of Cameron, that's a defensive substitute because Luke is a holding striker. He's a target striker. Okay. And yeah. so he can possess the ball for you and give your uh, defense time to take shape, give your offense time to set up the break. It's a different look, but it's a defensive look for a striker. Uh, Cameron does a little bit more pressing than Luke does mm-hmm. on the defense, but uh, not not a lot more. And so Luke comes on for Cameron. That's defensive. Then you bring on Sean Francis for Niall McCabe, yeah. and that is clearly a uh, offense uh, offense coming off and defense coming on. And then the same thing holds true when you bring on uh, Pat McMahon, a fullback, for your other attacking midfielder in uh, George Davis. So that means that every move that was made was made with the idea of let's let's hold the ball. Let's yeah. not let them score. Yeah. And that's unusual for us. Frequently our subs, even in games where we're leading, are, hey, let's put some more pressure on them. Let's go out there and get them. I bet we can tack on two more. And uh, we didn't really – I mean, we had a couple of nice break chances where uh, obviously there was the ball off the post late from Cameron. Uh, There was – Luke had a couple of nice looks. But once we got up 3-0, I wouldn't say we parked the bus, but, I mean, there was – it was clear that our goal was to have a clean sheet. Yeah. And we did. So when you set a goal like that and then you achieve it, that's a good feeling. Yeah. So I don't have any I don't have any problem with it. I think generally speaking, I, I prefer the more attacking style, but I, I kinda liked what I saw tonight. And yeah. I'm I'm willing to open my mind up to the possibility that I'll like having a holding midfielder. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if that's what Carranza plays. Nobody Jose Carranza! Nobody has made it perfectly clear yet what <laughs> like Jose Carranza does, I can like tell. That. We don't yet know exactly what his role on the team is going to be. Uh, we don't know if he's depth. We don't know that if they're planning on getting him some real minutes, if, yeah. they're, if they're trying him out for next year. We don't know yet. But we do know that James Sands is a holding midfielder, and we'll have him for the next two games at least. And in those, uh, I think, three games... And uh, in those games, I thought that he was—he looked comfortable out there on the field. Yeah. I thought that he—he he got muscled off the ball a couple of times, but that's going to happen with an 18-year-old. Yeah. But he also read—he also read some plays really well. Had a couple of interceptions I liked, and stuff that won't show up on the stat sheet. Not even real interceptions, just being in the right place at the right time where the ball had to go around him and yeah. it stopped in a, a counterattack. Yeah. I thought that he did really well. It's nice having that sort of stopper position in there. Yeah. Uh, where it definitely also allowed two things. One, Speedy to go farther forward on the pitch. Mm-hmm. 
And also, the if you're playing with a four-man back line, it let the two wing backs mm-hmm. travel farther up the field. So you were seeing Oscar and Kyle way farther up the pitch than you usually do if we're playing a four-man line. I kind of also feel like having that position made it a little bit... Toward the beginning of the season, we were so good at breaking of breaking their midfield up, of like just pulling them apart. And yeah. like you said, on a counterattack, it feels like having him there kind of facilitated that more, which I like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think once you see yeah. him, well, I think once you see him play more minutes with the guys, I mean, there's a familiarity there that mm-hmm. is vital for a central midfielder yeah. because you've got to be so many things. And one of them is an outlet. And I did think there were a couple of times tonight where – Sean and Paco were looking for their normal spot for their outlet where they're used to seeing Paolo and Speedy, and it wasn't exactly there. And you're making split-second decisions back there, and a couple of times that created a little bit of havoc. But, I mean, nothing that I don't expect some playing time to correct and also some training time to correct. Uh, And I thought, all told, Sean had played a much better game tonight than he's been playing recently. Mm -hmm. I thought that Paco played another solid game. And I really, really, really liked what I saw from Speedy tonight. I thought Speedy, yeah. I thought Speedy played a really great game. He was aggressive. He uh, he took a couple of chances that you don't usually get to see him take. So he intercepted a couple of balls that uh, and started counters, which were fun to watch. And the other thing before we get into the goals, and the goals are worth some time, mm-hmm. but the other thing that I saw that I loved in this game was from about the twenty-five minute to about the forty-minute mark mm-hmm. in the first half. We played some really nice keep away. Yes. Like there was there was a nice 10, 15 minute period where it didn't look like we were immediately going and trying to score. And yeah. we had a one and two to nothing lead in that time frame. And it looked like we were we said, hey, sometimes it's good to just have the ball. They yeah. can't beat us if they don't have it. Right. And we did, man. They did some really nice touch passing yeah. between the fullbacks, the center backs, they and the midfielders. Rush. They looked comfortable doing it. Yeah. And again, some of the time that that was James Sands being able to facilitate a lot of that. Uh, and that he would fit in well enough that we could try that is is encouraging to me about where we go in the future. My hope is that James Sands is either somebody that we're going to be able to re-sign for the rest of the year or re-loan for the rest of the year, or that Jose Carranza plays a similar position and style. Yeah. Because I liked what I saw tonight. I don't know if it's my favorite tactics all told, but Mm -hmm. I liked what I saw tonight. I don't think there are teams that that wouldn't work against. Yeah, I think that Charlotte was laying back as much as they were and not pressing helped the cause. Yeah. But also, if you're playing against a really good high-pressing team, having that extra ball possessor in the middle of the field can be an advantage. And so, yeah. uh, it, it, But you're going to have to have a lot more familiarity with each other because if you're standing in a straight line of Paolo, James, and uh, Speedy across mm-hmm. a straight line, then you're not giving each other anything. And there were a couple of times where you saw them sort of spread out and not in space. Yeah. Which, th- that's again the sort of thing that gets fixed over time. So let's talk about some goals because there yeah, were three God. of them. There were three of them. Forked lightning for Cam. He gets his brace, and he got it early. Yeah, well, he got the first goal comes from a penalty kick, um, which A, deserved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It's always fun. Not fun, but it's always interesting to see goalies get the penalty kick. Yeah. Because they're always so surprised about it. They're always like, what did I do? That guy fell over me. But I don't know what game it was, but we got called for the same thing. Mm-hmm. The, like the exact same yep. thing. Um, it wasn't that long ago. It couldn't have been but like a month and a half, two months ago. I feel like it was the Pittsburgh game. The Pittsburgh game at home because it happened right yeah. in front of Scouse's house. Yeah. And kind of the exact same scenario. Great yeah. The exact same thing. So we get the penalty kick and we did something that I'm t- super <laughs> – I'm so glad that they – too often, you see, and when I say too often, I'm, I mean because it, they haven't led to goals from a PK. Sure. Too often we see people, the one that sticks out in my mind is Ownby. Well, yeah. Don't get clever with it. Yeah. Don't do anything weird. Don't do anything cute. Nobody cares how you get it. Yeah. Just get it. 
Yeah. And so you've said it before, and I, you know, when it comes to PKs, I feel like it can't be emphasized enough. Pick a spot and crush it. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you hit a penalty properly into a corner, top corner or bottom corner to either side, and you hit it hard enough, I don't care if the keeper guessed right. They're not getting to it. They're not getting it. And so pick your spot, practice that one spot, and crush it to that spot every time. I don't care if the keeper is standing three feet towards that spot. If you hit it hard enough, they're not going to get it. And Cameron just said, I'm putting this in the far right corner, and I'm pounding it. And he muscled it, and he he got in there. Well taken penalty. And you know, and again, like you said, even in this case, he the keeper guessed right. Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't matter. matter. No, because it doesn't matter. The ball's coming in too fast. Yeah. They're too close, and you, you have to be a special kind of special kind of athlete, world class kind of athlete, mm-hmm. to be able to make that play. And at this level, if you've got your spot right, you're not getting stopped. No. So I loved it. I also loved that Cameron just immediately grabbed the ball and said, "I'm taking this." Yeah. Like as soon as frankly, as oh, soon as yeah. he got called, he didn't even wait for there to be like a discussion. He just grabbed the ball no, and walked to the spot. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh hey guys, yeah, I'm gonna take no, this. No, I'm doing this. Gets his two goals. I think that puts him at 15 for the year, back into contention for the Golden Boot. I thought I'd put him at 16. If you put him at 16, well then that's that's wonderful. But I I feel like it was 13, and then he had 14 and 15. Prove if it. it's at, I can't because we're it. recording on my phone. But uh, so 16. Or 17, or 24 goals. It's really, Cameron's got a lot of goals. Yes. And we're hoping he gets a lot more because he's, uh, he's in really nice form. Uh, he put the second ball in. Uh, re- just, it was a lot of deception on the second one. We kind of mm-hmm. got it. He, there was a nice ball played to him. He made a nice turn. The ball wasn't hit that hard, but he put it into the corner, the far corner. The keeper was guarding the near mm-hmm. post, and Cameron went opposite him. I don't think the keeper ever really saw it. Mm-mm. He came, Cameron literally came around a defender to shoot it. And so I don't think that the keeper ever saw the ball until it was no. already halfway to him. But so if you pick your spot right and you do things, everything correctly, then it, I mean, happens. it was a beautiful, beautiful shot across mm-hmm. his body. That was, which I've always. I yeah. think that's always fun to see. It, like Huge it, yeah. angle, too, and kind of blind for him. Yeah. Like, he's coming around that defender, and it's all the way across his body. He can't see that corner. Mm-hmm. He just knows where the corner is because, you know, they practice. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, practice that. All right, yeah, so he, get, he gets the second goal, and at that point, I think we are in, like, the 28th minute, something mm-hmm. like that, and uh, at that point, we really felt like we had it in the bag already. We had just outplayed them so much. I think they had two or three real chances on goal, but nothing scary. Unfortunately, the one thing that we have to be concerned about coming out of this game is that Cameron did leave the game with an apparent injury. Yes. But it he walked off the field, though, and it wasn't... I'm optimistic about it. It feels like a strain of some kind. It feels like not a tear or a pull. Yeah, he wasn't helped off the field. No. He got up and... It feels like it was probably a strain of some kind or a tweak. Mm -hmm. Maybe he has to miss the weekend game because we play uh, Richmond this weekend. And maybe he has Mm -hmm. to miss that game. But it doesn't feel like something that will keep him out long term. Hopefully it doesn't keep him out at all. But... uh, it didn't feel like one where he'll be out long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a hamstring, maybe a groin, maybe a maybe a quad. He was, he was grabbing his ham. He yeah. was grabbing his hammy. He was grabbing up high on the leg. So uh, there are a lot of muscles up there. I'm not. I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. I'm not. I don't know. But <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I so I can't diagnose oh, him. Not on my own, but uh, it didn't look terrible. I think no. that hopefully he'll be fine soon, especially with, you know, the the announcers in the game tonight said it. He's got five goals mm-hmm. in the last three halves of soccer. I mean, I'm right. sorry, in the last five halves of soccer. When you're scoring a goal every 45 minutes, you're in good form. Yeah. So hopefully he gets back to us soon uh, and not another thing we've got to worry about. Right. And then... The final goal of the night. Luke Spencer How gets apropos. on the scoreboard. I love that. How apropos. Luke Jeez. gets, I think, only his second goal of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had gotten a goal in the op- home opener mm-hmm. against Nashville. And then 
had sort of taken a back seat to Cameron in terms of scoring for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and then he went down with the injury, and now he comes out and in his just his third action back on the field in less than 120 total minutes of game mm-hmm. time, put in another goal. Loved it. And it was he, a sneaky goal. Too. It was a great pass that that sprung him. I believe the great pass came from Oscar. I do not want to be quoted on that. I do not want to be quoted on that because I was so focused on the finish that I didn't go back and pay attention yeah, during the replay. But uh, great ball to spring him. He mm-hmm. timed his run perfectly, and then he beats the keeper through the wickets. It's always embarrassing to get nutmegged on a goal. Like even in that situation where no keeper's ever going to be blamed for it, you've got no. a lot of you got a yeah. lot of turf to cover when you're one on one. But nobody likes being getting beat oh. through the wickets. And I, it looked to me like Cameron really, or sorry, Cameron, that Luke just said, "I'm going through you." Yeah, like this is this is I'm hitting it at yeah, the net. Yeah, he took his time. You could see him. You yeah. could see him aiming like this yeah. is going. Yeah, that guy is spread too wide. I'm going through the legs. Going for the meat on this. Got one. it. Three nothing. And then the defense held firm. Like I say, we made a lot of defensive substitutions. Held strong. The formation was very fluid tonight. I thought. Yeah. Between starting out in what can only have really been considered a 4-3-3, and then by the end of the night, like I say, being into sort of a 4-4-1-1, and in between all of the subs coming on, it felt for times like we were in a 4-4-2, and uh, you know, let's I'll stop naming numbers, but the thing is, it was fluid. It didn't look like we were married to one thing, but we looked comfortable in all of them, which was nice. I liked it. I thought the yeah. game was really good. Uh, Cameron, well-deserved uh, pair of goals. Like I say, I loved the way Speedy played tonight. Loved it. Do you have any problem with the way Speedy played tonight? No. Okay. No. I like seeing... I like when they... I like him reminding people how dangerous he is. Sure. This was one of those games where you really see how effective he can be. Right. He's been spending so much time this year having to play the de facto holding midfielder yeah. role that sometimes he doesn't get to get forward as much as he likes and uh, or as much as I'd like to see him mm-hmm. because he is one of those players who can break a defense down, and we saw it a couple yeah. of times tonight. He ripped a shot. It got deflected immediately, but he ripped a shot from like the 20-yard mark, which unless he's wide open, he never does that. Yeah. And so it was great to see him try to rip one from back there. We saw a few of them like that. Oscar had one. Oscar took a nice chance, um, yeah, from way which outside. Which I always like seeing because well, try it, man. And like, Luke, see what happens. Cam took like four or five yeah. shots from like 35 yards. He doesn't care. Yeah. He has not yet met a shot he won't take. Luke let one rip from yeah. pretty far out with the uh, left foot, which, yeah. yeah, come on. I'm always a fan of those shots. I know that they can be risky. Yeah, as far as turning it over, but I also find great value in the idea of um, threatening a team yeah. morally. <laughs> like, well, you know what? This is what we think. We're going to put pressure on you. We're going to take shots. You yeah. need to be like keeping them on their toes, knocking them off balance from people who shouldn't normally be taking shots. And not to say that Oscar shouldn't be taking shots, but. You don't it's generally not think what of he used twenty-eight to be. yard shots exactly. from your uh, wings. and I think that can be um, that can put people off their focus. Well, and even more than that, and I agree with you, but even more than that, what I like about it is is that it forces a defense to stay honest. Mm-hmm. They can't back off and try to clog passing lanes. Yeah, and frankly, I think that's kind of how Cameron got his second goal was the defense was having to body him up mm-hmm. even twenty yards out because they knew. He might let this rip, yeah. and so the defender come, the defender comes all the way out on him, which meant that Cam only had to make one touch to get separation, and then had a def- had a nice deflector shield in front of him to take his shot. Yeah, it's and it, maybe if you're not shooting those shots, maybe that defender lays off by three or four feet, yeah. and you don't have the space or the angle that you want when you make that move. It's fun to watch because it it inadvertently shots like that, especially when you have a lot of shots like that in the game like and by a lot like four or five I feel like it inadvertently pulls their defense in a spot where they don't want to be like mm-hmm. like you said because he, they might take a shot like clearly they're they're not afraid to do it mm-hmm. so it's always fun to see 
the other team's defense pulled apart like that. Yeah. That's all I've got in terms of game reviews. Do you have any other information you want to share? We handled two of them in one one little rapid-fire burst there. I'm pleased with it. All right. So that means we need to move on now to the game preview. And I'm not going to lie to you, Andy. I've done no research whatsoever. None. We're talking about Richmond. Richmond is second from the bottom or third from the bottom. They and Atlanta have Mm -hmm. sort of been in the spot down there towards the bottom. So uh, it's Atlanta and Richmond and then Toronto. But those are the three weakest sides in the league right now. They're not good. (laughs) I don't have a... I can't really... You usually have a much more, like, uh, eloquent way of saying Here's somebody's the, not good. It's usually, oh, they haven't performed all this season. Oh, they no, it's... They're not good. They're not good. Here's the problem that I've run into with this particular game preview. I don't know anything about Richmond. <laughs> That's the problem. Now, so we're, we've, we've got a midweek game this week, so we yeah. just played on a Wednesday night. I normally would use Monday, Tuesday Mm -hmm. to get to know our next opponent. And that is what I did. But when I was on Monday, Tuesday, our next opponent Mm -hmm. was the team we played tonight. tonight. It was Charlotte. And so I didn't take the time to to review or uh, look into Richmond because I'm dumb. (laughs) No, you're not dumb. No, I I legitimately do not know. Anything worthwhile about Richmond? When did we play them last? We played them pretty early in the season. Reasonably early, yeah. Um, I must. I want to say we beat them. Yeah, handily. Well, I don't know, man. I, I legitimately don't know. I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass here, Andy. No, no, no. I like, don't I feel like, know. No, I know. I know. I feel like. I feel like I remember that game. Well, um, this is something that you may or may not know about me. You know me well. Yes. I work very hard to look casually smart. I work extremely hard to look like I don't work hard at knowing things. Yes. I want people to assume, gosh, that guy just knew that? There is About all kinds of stuff. There is an irony to your intelligence. Yes. No, it's... And also to my laziness, I have cultivated a reputation of being brilliant and lazy. The reality is I am neither. I am a crazy hard worker to look like I might know stuff without any trouble. I have no concept of how we did against Richmond, of who plays for Richmond, of where Richmond is. I don't know anything about Richmond. We this is the information age, and we both have access to this stuff. So let's take a little trip (laughs) to the U.S. All right, this is really good radio. Uh, I'm gonna. The thing is, I hear radio stations do this all the time. Bob and Tom do this all the time. They look stuff up. I have no qualms about doing this. Sure, but they also they do it live. Yeah. We are not doing this live. Kind of. Well, I mean, like you and I are currently live. With, All right, so Richmond well. Richmond is bad. I do know that. Richmond uh, has been bad all year. I know that. Andy is clicking on random I'm links. Not, like, do you not even like, know where the USL website is? Do you know how to spell USL? It's not. The thing is, like, I, I, I hit one, and then it gave me an image of... Okay. See, I've got, keep we're, going. We're keep well going. off the rails here. No, I'll, I'll, instead, while Andy is looking for actual information about Richmond, I will share information about what I'm looking for from the city this week. Uh, you're coming off of a short week, so you played on Saturday, you played on Wednesday, and now you're playing again on Saturday. That's tough. And then they know they've got another game the following Tuesday. That's double tough. This is one of the weaker teams in the league, and we follow that with one of the weaker teams in the league with Toronto. And so my suspicion, my strong suspicion, is that we're going to try to get some minutes for some guys who don't always play. I won't be at all surprised if in at least one of these games we see Alexi. 
I won't be at all surprised if at least in one of these games we see uh, uh, Pat McMahon, who who with the haircut, yeah, what? the haircut and the clean shave. <laughs> he's uh, he looks like a whole new human being, and I haven't decided if I like it or not. I loved the swarthy; it was a good look for him. But uh, so I imagine we're going to see some minutes from those guys. I, I bet we keep using James Sands. We've only got him for three more games or whatever, so you may as well run as many minutes into him as you can as you feel comfortable with. So I bet we see some more James Sands. I wouldn't be shocked if Jose Carranza gets blooded in one of these Jose games. Jose Carranza! Yes, if Jose Carranza gets blooded in one of these games. Do you think he would like that I say his name like that? I have no idea. I think there's I only think one would. way. I think there's only one way for us to find out. Scott Stewart, expect Scott. a call from me tomorrow about, <laughs> about getting Jose Carranza for an interview next week. Well, not next week, but the following week. <laughs> Poor kid. The following week, we want to talk to Jose because inquiring minds want to know. Uh, no, you, you, I expect that you'll see some extra bodies that don't always get a lot of playing time. Maybe Sean Francis gets a start and some real minutes. You try to get all of the usual suspects who play 90 minutes, 90% of the time, off the field. Do you think? So tonight, Ballard was dressed. He was dressed. Yeah. I think that he's close, and I think that if it came down to it, we could probably get him out there. Well, here, so here's my question to you. So, so first off, Richmond. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they've won six games. That's not very many. Of 24. Yeah. That's one quarter of their games. I did they've that They've lost 15. Yeah. Drawn three. That's, that's several. They're in 14th. Yeah. Out of, yeah, 16. Yeah. So so Atlanta is behind them? Yeah. Okay. So not good. No, it's not strong. Uh, how many goals have they scored? Damn it. Yeah, see, you had <laughs> so just you gone to, off of it. <laughs> you have to ask me that while you I'm still on You had just gone off of it. Teams to hold, hold. Teams. All right. So uh, I hope that Ballard is available and ready to go. I hope that Ilya Illich is really available and ready to go. I hope that Cameron Lancaster is available and ready to go. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Carranza has been incorporated enough into the team if he's ready to go. And I, I don't know what the deal is with Brian Ownby, who I feel like we weren't told yeah. was hurt. And I don't think he got a yellow card. And uh, so it almost makes me wonder. Now, last week, Brian Ownby appeared on the out list for the game that was uh, reported by the team. So the team puts out a list of players who are out. And he was on that list, but it said that he was out for yellow card accumulation. Several of the the Lou City Twitter sphere, including uh, our boy Eloso Lance McGarvey, uh, brought up that they thought that Brian Ownby still had one yellow card left before he was on an accumulation suspension, and they were correct. He does have one more before he's suspended. Uh, the Lou City account immediately. Uh, altered and withdrew that he was out for that reason, but then he still didn't appear on the team sheet. So that means to me that he was out and they were kind of hoping to sneak one by. I don't really know. Yeah. And, or or if they were told he was out and they assumed that that was why. But there was a lot of subterfuge about who was available last week because there were a lot of guys who were on the bench who uh, were not really on the bench. So... I think that it's fair to question whether or not uh, whether or not our boy Brian Ownby is really fit right now, or if he's got some sort of niggling injury, or mm-hmm. if he's actually like hurt, hurt. I will say this, well, we'll and say. this is just a theory. Yeah, and this kind of this is one of those things that makes me happy that the players don't actually listen to our podcast. Sure. During the U.S. Open Cup, mm-hmm. my wife and I were walking into Lynn Stadium. Mm-hmm. Okay. I forget which. I think it was against Nashville. Walking to Lynn Stadium, and security was checking out all the bags and all that good stuff, right? And there was this group of women who were walking in, and one of them had her water bottle. And they wouldn't let her through with the water bottle, right? And so she's like, Are you kidding me? It's just a water bottle. She opens it, she goes through the whole rigmarole, and then she screams, 
I'm Brian Omby's girlfriend. <laughs> All right. Screams I'm Brian Omby's girlfriend. Security guard, frankly, rightfully so, looked at her like, I, I don't that care. That means nothing about yep. <laughs> whether or not I'm going to let you into the game with your water bottle. What if she's just a pain in the ass? Oh, oh, come on. I bet she's delightful. I'm sure she is, but what if? And you think that she is in some way forcing Brian Ownby to not play? I don't know. Maybe just, they've got the going through it. Oh, come on. I have no doubt that both Brian Ownby and his girlfriend are reasonable people and uh, that uh, this is whatever Brian's going through has got to be physical or. I mean, I remember earlier in the year when we had a player who left the team for personal, personal reasons, and that sucked, and it was nice to get him back when he came back, but uh, I wonder if maybe that's something. I I don't know what's going on. I just know that I don't understand why he hasn't been available in playing, because he's, you know, awesome. Okay. So So, we're confident it's not Lady Troubles. We are confident about that, yeah. And uh, so, yeah. He strikes me as a wonderful lover. (laughs) Good Lord. (laughs) I I love... I look down at Richmond's roster for like 10 seconds. This is why we have guests, so I don't start saying <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take better care of you. All right, so here's what I've learned in our 11 seconds of hastily performed internet research. Mm-hmm. A, it's one of my favorite keepers. It's Trevor Spangenberg, who I actually quite like. That guy is friendly and entertaining and, uh, oh, yeah. and a, a real sweetheart and uh, was completely accepting of the fact that he's balding. When we were when we were chanting Rogaine at him, he great had a last really name. that was him, wasn't it? He had a very nice, uh, great last. He was name. very kind. Let's see if he's got the sha- head fully shaved, or if it started regrowing back in since we last saw him. Yeah, we played Richmond in April and got a two to one win at home. So that was not exactly domination. Uh, I don't specifically remember that game. Uh, I will say that I know that Connor Shinoski, former Lou City player, has been getting a lot of minutes for them. And uh, I believe that Dane Kelly is still available for them some of the time from D.C. United. I don't know the answer to that for sure. I also know that they've scored less than a goal per game. And they've given up more than two goals per game, which is a bad combination. Mm -hmm. So they've given up in the 50s, and they've scored like 23. When did Shinovsky play for us? Uh, That would be the first year and I I believe the second year. But not last year. And okay. not uh, not this year. I like that his picture under this is still him in his Louisville City. <laughs> well, if you've got your picture taken with that gorgeous jersey, why would you pick any other jersey? <laughs> so, uh, no, Richmond is not a uh, not a formidable foe. They tend to lose. Uh, I would expect a win. I can't give you information on tactics. If you came to me for that, go see Derby City Ultras. But. Uh, I also can't give you any information about uh, uh, any way of beating them or not beating them, other than that we should. I feel like if we played, like we played tonight, yeah, we'd beat them. You would, you would feel very confident not, about. Yeah, that. I don't think that this is one of the teams that our uh, tactics no. this evening would not work against. This game and the Toronto game should both be games wherein if we play our game, mm-hmm. we win, we will get three points. Yeah. And frankly, it's vital that we get three points in both of these games because these are two bad teams. And all of the teams that we are fighting with in the standings, which we will get to in a second, mm-hmm. are uh, are beating this team, these mm-hmm. teams. So if you lose points, whether it's a draw or a loss, at Richmond or at uh, home to Toronto or at Toronto rather that's a bad combo you can't afford to do that right. so uh, need three points against Richmond I expect three points I'm going out on a limb and saying we keep riding this sweet momentum and we get a 2-0 win next week you think 2-0? yeah why not 3-0? I don't have a good reason for that beyond the fact that I think that once you start getting a scoreless streak Mm-hmm. A little, a couple of, a couple of halves behind you in a scoreless streak, you start naturally playing a little more conservatively, trying to preserve it. And I think I'm just reading tea leaves here. I think Coach Hackworth, if we get a comfortable two nil win in the first forty minutes, mm-hmm. I think that he'll call off the dogs. I don't think he takes any solace in winning nine nothing because I feel like tonight we could have won, you know, 
uh, 5-1 if we had decided we're going to try to score as many damn goals as possible. But he didn't. It was another accidental coin toss. Uh, we didn't do that. And so I'm no. thinking that maybe we get a 2-0 win and sort of pack up shop. And like I say, I think we'll probably see some of, you know, we don't have anybody who are real reserves. But I think that you'll see maybe not the A++ lineup out there on uh, Saturday. And uh, so I'm giving us a 2-0 win. Uh, I'm giving one of the goals to Kyle Smith. Okay. Uh, I think that it'll be just in the general run of play. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving one of the goals to Sean Francis because I'm going to continue to guess Sean Francis until he gets on the scoreboard because I want every field player to score again like they did last year. Okay. That's what I'm giving you. What okay. do you got? What do you got? Um, I like 2-0. Mm-hmm. I like it. Why not 3-0? <sighs> Doesn't it? <laughs> Doesn't it? It does, though. Like, it does. Um, I, I like the idea of solidifying the win and then clamping down, yeah. so to speak. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, I'm saying... I think we continue to see a little bit more aggression from Speedy. Mm-hmm. I think some saying speedy. I like it. I like it. Um, Just just because I would want to see it happen, I want to. I would. I don't know how it would happen. Sands. All right. I want to see it. That'd be fun. I want to see it happen for him, right? Like maybe on a corner kick, he gets. Yeah, he just happens to be there. Ball falls to him. Yeah. And, and frankly, we haven't seen him let loose yet. He might have a great shot. We don't know that yet. Uh, I love it. Get a, get in there, kid. Yeah. Um, all right. 2-0. We two both nil. say 2-0. I hope we get the win. Me too. That's our game preview. Sorry that it was unusually light on information. I admittedly dropped the ball. Mm. No, it's okay. We both did. It, this was less work than I've put into any podcast that we've ever We done. both dropped the ball. Yeah. I it sounds like a more... See, now I'm more... Not more, but I am unnervingly anxious about... Um, oh, oh, what's his nuts? His bald spot. What Spangenberger? He's yeah. Spangenberg? Yeah. No, we we need to know. Inquiring minds want to know. You got to shave your head. Shave point, your head, right? Yeah. Like, you have to. Shave your head. You're not Ed Harris. Ed Harris is the only person who can pull that look off in the history of America. Ever. Yeah. Well, ever. I hate to say ever. There may have been an ancient Roman that I never knew. But I'm telling you right now, in the history of America, Ed Harris. It's a tough look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's our game preview. Moving on now to purple stuff. You got your glass, buddy? I do. Let's have a little uh, oh. little, little snort of purple stuff. Snort of purple. Don't do drugs, kid. That that purple stuff burns. Mm -hmm. It's not my favorite purple stuff. This is my backup bottle of purple stuff, and I feel bad about it. It's okay. We don't frequently do the pot over at my house. Yours is a bastion of booze. I have good purple stuff. I have good good purple stuff. I got to remember to go out and buy some better purple stuff here shortly. I can give you a lot of purple stuff. But do you have the good purple stuff that I like? Well, no, because I'm going to... Keep it for me. But. I'm saying that's, that's what I'm saying. I got to go out and buy some of my the, the good purple stuff that that's I fair. prefer. That's fair. Uh, and if any of the the numerous Scouse's House podcast in the house fans were interested in buying me some of the purple stuff that I prefer, we get questions on a. I mean, it's fair to say weekly basis about yeah. what the purple stuff is. Yeah. And I will tell you that it is not one single thing. No. Purple stuff embodies all of... Purple stuff is whatever you want it to be. Purple stuff embodies all of the universe into a cup. Purple stuff is inclusive, just like Scouse's house. It is. And uh, I would not say no to a uh, bottle of Talisker. If anybody out there has got a (laughs) bottle of Talisker that they're just like, you know, I'd give this up, uh, it would save me a trip to the liquor store. So, I mean, the purple stuff store. Okay, so beyond that, 
we're moving on now to the actual purple stuff. I, I've got very little, obviously, because, you know, I prepared so poorly. Obviously, we signed two players since we've last spoke. James, uh, well, no, we have already signed Sands. Yeah, so, so we've, uh, we've signed, signed one, one more. And that would be, uh, what was his name? Jose Carranza! It's, uh, <laughs> I haven't decided if that's horribly offensive. It might be. I don't think it is. No, I mean, you're clearly saying it with relish. You're excited to meet the guy. I'm even rolling the R. Come yeah. on. Yeah, that's true. I've decided that it's not at all it's offensive. Not. It's yeah, not I mean, offensive. I, I like it. I'm going with it. We'll have to talk to Eloso and see if uh, Lance can say it that way when, we annou- when oh, he announces yeah. him. Um, we've signed him. Uh, we know very little about what his actual playing ability is going to be. It's hard to get information about this cat. It's hard to get information about what his position is. He's played for Coach Hack before. Uh, so Coach Hack knows what to do with him yeah. and clearly felt like, let me get this guy. This uh, is, it seems like it's falling into that, um, what everybody said about Coach Hack. Yeah. Was the people that he knew, the players he knew, all the U17, all the all the U18 people. It's another one. We're going to have a, a link to the, uh, to the pipeline of American soccer talent. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's not like a bunch of 17-year-olds who can't get jobs elsewhere. <laughs> but, but I mean, in these both of these instances, it doesn't look like that's the case. As no. uh, one of them was on loan, and James Sands, we get him on loan. And Carranza, we've signed for the rest of the season, but uh, it did come over from another team. So he's not, this isn't a, this isn't a, an unknown commodity. He played at Atlanta United, but didn't get a lot of playing time. Atlanta United too. Yeah. Didn't get a lot of playing time. Uh, so I'm optimistic that if we sign him for the rest of the year, that at the minimum, we think that he might be valuable to us next year. Yeah. And this is sort of a, uh, Hey, let me see. Let me, let's see what you can do. See how you fit in. See yeah. what you, see what you, how you like the city. Uh, let's, I'm going to leave an open heart. About His that idea. picture yeah, on the website. He looks twelve. It's not. A, it's not a flattering picture. He looks like he's twelve. Now, uh, it's not a flattering picture because the I've I've seen a couple of live action shots of him, and his hair is cool. Like yeah. it's fun and cool. you can tell that his hair is cool in the picture, except that it doesn't look cool in the picture. But you, you can just tell, tell that, that it is. There, yeah. yeah, so. Uh, I'm optim- I'm I'm excited to see uh, Jose in the flesh and also to see him play because he is either a wing back, a center back, yeah, a defensive holding midfielder <laughs> or a possession midfielder. He's one of those. He's something. He plays he's not a striker is what we really know about yeah. this guy, which means that he's going to come out as the striker on yeah. Saturday against Richmond. Uh, so we're excited. Welcome, Six Jose. He's just all from Welcome, Jose. We're really excited to get to see you play. I, I think that it'll go well. Uh, and I hope that uh, you are a uh, Lou City player for the next 20 years. That'd be awesome. Like he signs as a, he signs as a 19-year-old and plays until he's almost 40. That would be awesome. <laughs> He'd be a legend. He could be a legend. He could be. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> sleeps at the stadium. <laughs> they build an apartment on top of the stadium for him. Yeah, that would be cool. All right, now we've got a piece of uh, Scouse's house news. A, we sold out last week, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, the the house was rocking. Uh, Nikki O'Connell was banging them drums, banging them. Which was fun. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Boissonneau also did a great job. The atmosphere in the I whole room. I liked the, 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 the continuous the, drumming. The ambient drumming. The ambient drumming. Yeah, we had just not even a real cadence or a chant. Just like, it felt ominous. Yeah. It felt like, you More know, like, like impending doom. Yeah. It was unfortunate that we didn't get a goal because that would have felt, then I would have felt really like we nailed it. So. I'd still say we keep it up, though. I still see me keep it up. There. Yeah, I, I, I'd Kevin. love to continue it. Yeah, Kevin, just keep it going because that was awesome. We'll let Nikki sub in for you whenever you want because uh, I'm sure that that gets exhausting. It's not like on the Cooper side where the Groove Machine, you know, has, you know, actual like several members who are able to pick up the slack if one guy needs to go in. I don't know, get a nacho yeah. or whatever. 
I don't know why I decided a nacho. Nacho. <laughs> nacho. Not even nachos. <laughs> I would like a nacho, Can please. I get a nacho? Uh, next piece of uh, Scouse's House news is that uh, get on our Facebook page. Go on our website. Get on our Twitter page. We've got our darts tournament is ever approaching. Charity darts. Get yourself a team together. Go and find out the details. It's going to be at Melwood Tavern. Uh, somebody has got to dethrone Scouse. Somebody has got to manage it. I don't know who it is. I don't know who out there is listening thinking, I can handle that uh, that Brit. But I feel like David is David's probably close. our best. But David usually plays with him, and that just makes it tougher. That's not fair. No, it's barely fair. Yeah, our two best darts players are dangerous. So no, that's uh, not fair. You got to break that up. Put that's yourself together. A t- well, I mean, it's the Scouse's house team. No, I don't. So. Yeah, no. Uh, Bring out your players if you are a dart player or if you are just a fan of charitable giving to Kentucky Refugee Ministry, which is such a great charity and does so much good work in uh, this city and in this state and especially in these uh, trying times of uh, – I'm just going to say trying times. Uh, It's nice to be able to support them in the mission that they – that they pursue to make things as easy as possible on the people who have chosen to move to this country and to this state in particular. So come on out, throw some darts. I think it's September 9th, but I may be making that up. It's somewhere in that date range. Get on the website, check it out because uh, we want as many players as possible, partially for the fun, partially, partially for the challenge, partially because Melwood Tavern is an awesome sponsor and partner of Scouse's house and the in the house podcast. And partially because, uh, it's just more fun beating people. You know it's an interesting fact about September 9th. I don't. It's my wedding anniversary. Oh, I did know that, actually. You were there. I was. I stood right next to you. You were, like, right next to me. Yeah. I gave a speech. So, I mean, I, I, I was involved. Yeah. I mean, you were there, too. What I'm but, saying is bring presents. Sure. So, if you are coming, and it is happens to be on September 9th, then make sure that you bring a one-year anniversary present. I believe it's the paper anniversary. Yes. So, it'll be super easy. Just bring him a ticket or something. I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, come on out, though. Throw some darts. Drink some beers. Be a part of a good cause. And some good old-fashioned Lou City Fellowship, because it's a lot of fun. Uh, and the final piece of purple stuff that I have is, uh, hey, Andy, your shirt looks really nice tonight. Thanks, man. Hey, I like that. It's simple. It's clean. It's purple. It smells nice. It's purple. You got a whole, you got a whole thing going on. It's a whole thing going. You know it's a slow night when purple stuff is yeah. for your shirt. Okay. I like yours, though. It's brand new, actually. This That's is a sweet uh, hoodie. I've got the Love Louisville City. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Uh, I don't like the neon... The neon green drawstrings? Yeah, I don't like that. Well, I'm going to level with you right now. Okay. This is a woman's shirt. Uh, what? Yeah, I've got ample room in the chest and limited room in the uh, shoulders. It's a little tight across the back. Uh, it was a gift, and it was for my birthday. Okay. I appreciated it. They know I like Lucidity City gear. I put it on, and I thought, you know, this is designed for a woman. Uh, Who gave it to you? I'm not going to say because okay. I don't want to make them feel bad. They gave me a lovely gift. Yeah, it was no, very kind of them. They know I love Lou City, and I am wearing it, and I do frankly think it looks... It does look good on It you. looks much better than it feels on me. Like there's uh, okay. There are constrictions in places and bagginess in places uh, that, okay. I, that I do not prefer. But it's a good-looking shirt. I have no doubt that my wife is going to get a lot of wear out of this. Right. Uh, and that, frankly, we won, and I'm a superstitious freak. So I may be wearing this for the next away game. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll see. So if you, uh, but it's new. It, it, I think that it is, uh, this is Kroger merch. If oh, you are looking to get this one, this one's not Lou cool. City. This is not Lou City uh, store. It is official. Like it's licensed. Right. But it's not the stuff that they carry at the store. Oh. I believe this is one that they carry only in Kroger's. There are several of them. Like, I got a t-shirt that uh, I wore recently that yeah, was also... I liked it. I know. Frankly, if it's Loose City gear, chances are I want it. Also, I think that we've got the summer sale going on on the Loose City, web- City website and at the uh, Loose City stores and at the Loose City merch truck. So if you are looking to get 2017 and 2018 gear, I think there's a giant discount on them. 
before they start bringing in the 2019 yeah. gear. So uh, right now, if you are thinking, I don't have enough Loose City merch. What you don't? I'm pretty close to having enough. Well, no, the general, the, okay. the general listening. I yeah. mean, like, I'll always get whatever's next because I want to support the team. And merch right. and tickets are really the only things that you know are going to support the right. team. So, I'll wear it. But, uh... I got my jersey. Yeah, you did. You look good in the black jersey. A lot of compliments. I like the black jersey. A lot of compliments. I like the road alternate. Like the road alternate with the gold trim for this yeah. season. It looked good. I got the, uh, the, the road, the alternate scarf. The white and I the like gold. I like that scarf. That's cool. I'm looking forward to winter. Because, right now, I wear the white and gold hoops jersey to all right. home games. Because I'm a superstitious freak. Uh... This blends in too much to that. Yeah. Like, there's no contrast. There's no pop. I gotta right. wear a purple scarf. I wear right. my I wear my founders scarf, my founding member scarf oh, yeah. to the home games. We are we have. In case you didn't notice, we have transitioned into banter. banter. This yeah. is this is now merch banter. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, I uh, I wear the the founding members mm -hmm. scarf for home games yeah. and the white and gold hoops jersey mm -hmm. kit. But uh, I'm looking forward to the winter or the playoff run or where it's not 90 degrees because we are undefeated in games in which I have worn my purple zip-up track jacket. Really? We have never lost. I got it right before the first playoff game last season because I knew it was going to get start getting chilly and I was going to need some Lou City merch. And so we won all of those games. Mm -hmm. And then it was only cold enough to wear it for like the first four or five games this season, and we hadn't lost yet at that point either until until Derby Day we hadn't lost. Right. And so I wore it through like the last chilly game in April. Mm -hmm. But you can't wear it. I can't do it. I'm not going to just – I'm not just going to wear – I'm not going to be horribly uncomfortable right. when I've already got other good luck charms. So – That makes sense. But – the zip-up purple Blue City track jacket is undefeated, mm -hmm. and I think it's going to look really good with the white and gold scarf. Interestingly... It's going to be a combo that I'm going to be proud of. Every time I've worn my Blue City thong, yeah, also not lost. That's good. That's good. I I heard that it was one of those halfies, it is. the half wraparound it's a, it's thong. Like a, the, it's like the half, the half hammock. The, the one... Half, it goes across one thigh. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I love that the logo is in a strategic it's location. very strategic. <laughs> it's a good look. Yeah. Uh, not that I have seen you in it, but I've seen others model it. Right. And it's... Uh, it's not a good look on me. <laughs> but they're undefeated, so you got to keep wearing it. But they're undefeated, it. so it's, I can't, can't... The annoying bit is that it's not just that he has to wear it on game days. He has to wear it every day. Yeah. Until they lose while he's wearing it, so... It's tough. It's tough to be a real team player. Exactly, but that's what that's what real fanship is about, yeah, right? It is. There was a lot of good gear out at the tailgate this weekend. There really was. Uh, I love the new Scouse's House uh, tablecloth mm -hmm. for our uh, for our main table. That's great. But uh, beyond Scouse's House merch. There was just a great turnout for the tailgate this week. There really was. Amazingly enough, Andy knows that to be true because Andy I showed actually, up. Actually, that's how you know it's a big deal. If my wife and I come to a tailgate, yeah, there's a there's a magic in the air. And there was like there was a great vibe before yeah. the game. I I hate that we didn't win this game, that Nashville game, yeah, because. The the vibe in the stadium was so good. The vibe in the house, mm -hmm. in Scouse's house, was so good. At the tailgate was so good. It felt like a day we should have won. Mm -hmm. I loved the energy that we had. It felt like playoff day. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was just a regular run-of-the-mill, regular season game against Nashville, who's like in ninth place or tenth place or whatever. The Nashville fans. Friendly. Friendly. Yeah. Gracious. Agreed. I liked each of them that I spoke to. There's been some blowback on Twitter about their numbers. So they're, uh, they're you may not know this, buddy, but uh, their supporters group, mm -hmm. like our Coopers, mm -hmm. they're called the Roadies. They don't travel particularly well. 
So that doesn't make them roadies. Roadies. Yeah, no, that's the that's the that's the issue. So well, that was a stupid move on there. Well, I think that they expected to travel better than they have. One thing is Nashville is right on the cusp of becoming an MLS team, mm-hmm. although there are some complications with that this week, according because of their stadium deal. Mm-hmm. It, I'm not. I'm not going to rush to judgment. There are, if you are a person who is interested in all of the uh, machinations of. Uh, lower division American soccer. There's a lot going on right now, and I am the least qualified person to talk about it. Well, the second least compared to my uh, my buddy Andy. Uh, Between USL Division Three and NPSL and NPSL Pro and the sanctioning of certain leagues, whether or not Miami's bids, whether or not Miami stuff's going to go through, Nashville Mm -hmm. stuff, there's a lot of information right now that is out there about uh, lower division American soccer. Go read it. I strongly recommend it because it's worthwhile. And I've read it and don't understand half of it. So if you care about that, go look. But Nashville's had some trouble with mm-hmm. their with their road support, and that sucks because the fans that they do bring are passionate and interesting and uh, well-versed in American soccer. So I liked everybody we met. It was a great game, great game day environment. Unfortunate that the actual performance on the field did not match the excitement of the day. Right. But tonight's did. The pork sliders were spectacular. Were they? Holy crap. You loved them? Oh my gosh. Scouse's house, uh, Scouse's house tailgate doesn't mess around. No. Those were insane. Yeah. No, I had some uh, yogurt covered... Pretzel rods. Yeah. Those were delightful. Also incredible. Uh, got there in time to have a brat. I, I didn't need a brat. That. Well, I understand. Pork we, understand. We got there. We didn't get there in time, but we got there. Sure. There were a lot of delicious snacks. Come on out and say hi. You'll have ample opportunity because uh, we uh, we like having people stop by. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, long and short of it. For whatever reason, my phone's not working right now. We're going to have to regroup on that. It's okay. But before we can leave anyway, we got to say the one important thing before each Lou City game, before each day that I wake up, I say one important thing, and that is Go Go City. City.